0: Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic, but something that I believe is so important, and that is this question. Is teaching an idol in your life? And I'm talking about this today for two reasons. One, I actually had one of you guys uh, send an email and asked if I could talk about this. And I immediately, when I saw the email, said, yes, we have to talk about this. Because this is something I've experienced in my own life. When I was teaching, especially towards the end, uh, teaching became an idol for me. And you might be saying, Linda, what on earth are you talking about? I mean, idols? Like, I don't... Bow down to teaching. You know, what are you talking about? And that's one of the interesting things. You know, when we think about the Ten Commandments and we think, thou shalt have no other gods before me, thou shalt not make any graven images, we're like, okay, check, check. Like, those are easy ones. Like, we don't bow down to idols. Like, this isn't something we have to face in 21st century America, right? We got other problems. This one's not one of them. But the truth is that we do have idols in our hearts. They're not graven images, right? They're not standing there. We don't literally bow down to them, but we bow down to them in our actions, in our thoughts, um, in our desires, and it can really get things out of whack because what we're doing is we're putting something else before God. And I think one of the things that's really tricky about teaching in particular, or honestly, other good things that become idols is that they're good things, right? Teaching is a good thing. It's probably like what God has called you to do. So it's something you're supposed to be doing. It's a good thing. But if we're not careful, it can still be an idol and it's really tricky. Let me back up a minute and share a little bit of my story and how I identified that teaching was an idol. So backing way up, I, before I became a teacher, I was so excited to teach. I thought about it all the time, right? I, when I, I when I went to college for teaching, it was always this thing I was anticipating. I couldn't wait for it. I would dream about it all the time. I was just so excited. I could not wait to get to that point. And in a sense, that's a good thing, right? But I mean, I was, I'm trying to think if I should use the word obsessed. I wasn't obsessed. Like, it's not like that's all I talked about or anything, but this was a big big deal for me. I really was excited. It wasn't just, oh, this is something I can do on the side. Like This was what I was waiting my whole life to do. And when I started teaching, I've shared, you know, there were lots of ups and downs that first year. But I got to the point, you know, by year three and four, where I was in the groove and I was loving it. And of course, there were challenges. <laughs> and of course, I mean, we talk about the challenges a lot, right, on this show and on this podcast. There are many of them. But by and large, despite the challenges, I loved teaching and I was tired I would I would literally be falling asleep on my way home from work it was it was not safe it was very bad but I loved it I loved teaching overall and it was it it was such a big piece of who I was I was a teacher this is what I always wanted to do and I was doing it and um it was great now here's the thing My husband and I had decided a long time ago that when I had kids, I was going to step away from teaching. This was a decision we made. It was a decision I wanted to make. I knew this was what I should do, and it was also what I wanted to do. So this wasn't a surprise. Um, I'd been teaching for four years. We'd been married for four years, and I got pregnant, and I was really excited about it. And so I knew, you know, I'm not going to be teaching next year. I'm going to take some time away. You know, I'll probably go back when my kids get in school. This was my mindset, right? But I'm going to be away for a while. And as I thought about that, I was surprised how upset I was about the fact that I wasn't going to be teaching anymore. See, like I said, this wasn't a surprise. This was part of the plan even. But I was really upset by it and I was just really thinking, man, like, why am I so upset about this? And I was like, well, maybe some of it's the pregnancy hormones, but it was more than that. There, there was teaching had become such a big part of my identity. It was who I was, and I was having trouble imagining life without teaching. And this really crystallized for me. My principal, um, Bill, was. Wonderful. And he actually gave a devotion about this topic right when I was struggling with all these emotions and thinking, why am I so? I, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it at the time. I was like, why am I so upset about leaving teaching? I'm excited I'm having a baby. We wanted to have a baby. I knew I was going to be quitting teaching. Why is this hitting me so hard? And the devotion that he gave talked about Tim Keller's book, Counterfeit Gods, which I'll link to at slash idol. And In that book, he he and in the devotion, he was talking about this concept of idols and how good things can become idols in our life if we find our identity in them, if we want them, if we can't imagine life without them. And... I thought about that. I said, I think that's what I'm struggling with. I think I am so wrapped up. My identity is wrapped up in being a teacher. I can't imagine life without teaching, and I'm struggling with that. And and that realization was, wow, like, this is an idol in my life. And, and I knew I had to read the book, and I did, and I'll share some of the things I learned from that book here in a minute. But recognizing that teaching had become an idol in my life helped me with all all of the emotions that surrounded them. Because these, b- before I recognized this, I was just like, I was con- kind of con- getting consumed with like this, 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 I was feeling empty. I was feeling a little bit lost. I was feeling confused. And once though, I realized what was happening, everything was able to be put back in its proper place. I was able to realize that, wait a second. I am a teacher, but that's not who I am at my core. Who I am at my core is a child of God, right? A redeemed saint. That is who I am. Um, teaching is what I do and I love it, but I'm still the same person. I'm still a child of God. Like that core identity, if I find it in Christ in the right spot, that's not gonna change when I stop teaching, right? That is still there. And that is, that mindset shift for me was huge. It allowed me to, like, I felt like I was holding teaching in this tight grip of my hand and realizing that that's what I was doing, realizing that I had made it this idol, allowed me to open my hands and release it to God. And all it was not a choice. This is one thing, too. It, it was a choice of my will, not of my emotion, right? I wasn't feeling like, oh, I want to give up teaching. It was a choice of my will to say, okay, God, this is yours. It was a choice of my will to say, I am choosing to find my identity in Christ, even though I feel like I'm finding it in teaching. I'm choosing to find it in Christ, despite what I feel. And when I did that, the feelings followed, Um not right away, but in time afterwards, when I started thinking about it correctly, and just as an aside, it was it's been so amazing when I chose to do that when I chose to give teaching back to God, I chose to say, "God, this is yours. I refuse to find my identity in this anymore. Um, you know if I'm away from teaching for ten years before I come back, I give that to you, and it's just so amazing how God worked because once I did that. In time, he gave it back to me in a different format that works for this time of my life when I'm home with my kids. And that's why I'm so thankful for Teach for the Heart. I did not plan this. I did not have this in my mind. God so graciously gave teaching back to me in a different format for a different phase of my life. And I honestly, I don't know if he would have done that if I would have held on to it as an idol. Uh, the fact that I had given it back to him um, I think allowed him to give it back to me, which I think is really is really cool. And even now, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, you know, I got to be careful not to make teach for the heart an idol. And I think we can do that so easily. So, so there's a little bit of my story. Let me talk about it a little bit with with you. And the reason that I bring it up is because teaching can so easily become this idol in our lives without us even realizing it. You know, when you are in the trenches. Whether things are going well or whether things are going good, teaching can become an idol. Sometimes when things are going poorly, it can be an idol because that they, they consume so much of our time. Sometimes when things are going well, we can love it and, it and it becomes an idol. So as I was reading the book Counterfeit Gods, which I highly recommend to you, for I, I, I as an aside, I identified another idol too. I identified the fact that my family had become an idol to me as well. Uh, but that's, that's a topic for another day. But as I read that book, one of the things that was really helpful was that he put some tests in place to help you identify an idol. And there's three in particular that I wanted to talk with you about right now. And we're going to relate it to teaching, but you can use these tests to identify any idol that's in your life. So one is the fact teaching could be an idol or anything could be an idol if you find your identity in it. And I've talked to you about this a lot. This was a lot of what was happening with me. But the truth is, we're not supposed to be defined by what we do or what we enjoy. We must find our identity in Christ. So when I felt like I would be lost if I wasn't a teacher, it was because teaching had become such a big part of my identity. And, you know, teaching is not just a job. It is a calling and sometimes an all-encompassing one. So we get real wrapped up in it because we care, because we want to make a difference, because there's so much going on. But if we're not careful, we can become so engrossed in teaching that it becomes who we are instead of what God has called us to do. And so the question is, can you imagine yourself not being a teacher? Or maybe better, what would happen if you weren't a teacher? Would you still be a whole person if you weren't teaching? Or would you feel like something was missing, like you weren't a whole person? And that's really the question. Um, because obviously, it's fine to feel like, oh, I would miss teaching. I miss teaching. I do. But I am a whole person. I once I've made this mindset switch, I realized I am still a whole person without teaching. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm a, uh, this piece of me is no longer missing. And so that's the question to ask yourself Would I be a whole person without teaching or am I finding my identity in this? So the first test is Do I find my identity in teaching? Would I be whole without it? The second test is It could be an idol if you won't let God have it. So continuing the thought we had from before, imagine for a moment that God asked you to quit teaching. What would your response be? Now you might be sad, but aside from the emotion, would you be willing to walk away if you knew that's what God wanted? Or does this very question fill your mind with panic and fear? If you're finding that panic creeping up at the very thought of not teaching, then it's a good chance that teaching is an idol. This really can manifest itself in a bunch of different ways. Think about this. How do you respond when you have trouble finding a teaching job and you're not sure if you're going to have a job for next year? Now, aside from the financial worries and all of that, if you're finding yourself terrorize at the thought of not having a teaching job that could be a sign that teaching's an idol what about when an evaluation goes poorly or you're not sure if you'll be asked to come back to teach next year how do you respond to this do you demand god fix this right away because you have to teach you you can't imagine not teaching or are you able to trust him and surrender your desires to him believing that if he wants to take teaching away for a while, or if he wants to change your teaching situation, that that's okay, that you can trust him with it. And I think that's another thing with an idol. An idol is something we have trouble trusting God with because we hold it so dear to our heart and we're afraid he'll take it away. So once again, as I just said before, we hold it tightly in our grasps. We're not willing to hold it with an open hand. And that, like I said, that's an indication that it has become an idol. And we'll talk about what to do with that in a minute. The third thing um, is teaching could be an idol or anything could be an idol if you desire it with all your heart. So if there's something you want with all your heart, You just can't wait to experience it. It's probably an idol. You know, it's good to anticipate and look forward to the future, but if we want something so desperately that it's consuming our thoughts and passions, we are putting that up on a pedestal and often turn it into an idol. God should be our heart's greatest desire and nothing else. Do you remember back when I said I was in college, I couldn't wait to be a teacher, how I longed for the day that I stood up in front of my classroom? The truth is that I longed for that more than I longed to be closer to God. And I really think the seeds of idolatry were being sown all the way um, back then. So I don't know what this looks for in your life uh, what it might look like for you but you know is there something that you're desiring with all your heart maybe you're not a teacher yet and you you identify with how I feel maybe there's a certain teaching job or a certain teaching situation or a certain subject that you want to teach or a certain class or this ideal you have in your mind or maybe it's simply the ideal of being like being a phenomenal teacher and it's once again these are good things to desire right it's not wrong to desire them but is that consuming you is it filling all your thoughts and passions if it is then that's a sign and just to be clear you don't have to have all three of these for something to be an idol just one of them um can help you identify it if you're failing even one of these tasks uh tests then chances are teaching is an idol for you so once we identify uh, idols um we have to root them out and rooting them out is not simple uh, and we could talk about this forever, but just to keep things simple, I'm just going to share three short steps. Not easy, but short steps uh, to dethrone an idol. And step one is to identify it for what it is. So that was the first step for me. And if you're find if you if teaching is an idol for you, that's the first step for you. Realize it's an idol. Call it what it is. I have allowed teaching to become an idol in my life. Saying that is the first step to dethroning it, recognizing it for what it is. Second thing you must do is consciously choose to no longer allow them to be idols. I've talked about this. I decided I would no longer find my identity in being a teacher. And here's the thing about this step. You actually, I said it's not easy, but It actually is easier than it sounds because don't don't overcomplicate this step. This is a choice of your will, not of your emotions, okay? So when I said I am choosing not to find my identity in teaching, I still felt like my identity was in teaching, I felt like I don't know what I'm going to do without this. I felt all those emotions, but I made a choice of my will that I was not going to think that way anymore. I was not. I I chose my identity as in Christ, not teaching, and the the emotions eventually followed. So here's the thing: emotions are important, but we cannot. Um, sometimes we put way too much emphasis on them. Okay. So when you're looking at a decision like this, you could struggle for weeks and months trying to get your emotions in line, right? Trying to say, well, I I still feel like this. Choose of your will and let your emotions catch up. Does that make sense? So I made a conscious decision even though and you need to do that too. whether you' feel whether you have the feelings or not, your feelings might be in agreement with your conscious decision, they might not be. But let them catch up eventually. make a conscious decision of your will. I am not going to let this be an idol, whatever that looks like, either I'm not gonna find my identity in this, or I'm choosing to let God have it. Um, you know that or I'm choosing to desire Him more than I desire these other things. These are conscious choices, even though we don't feel it. And just to go back to the one about not letting God have it, like what does that actually, or what does that look like to choose this with your will? Um, I will tell you one other idol that I identified when I went through this process was my husband. And now I would almost expand that to my children. And it was the fact that I couldn't imagine living without him. And the thought of, you know, what if god showed up and said you know i want to take your husband how would i respond to that right and i thought it filled me with terror now honestly the thought of something of losing my husband or one of my one of my children is still like something i i struggle to think to think about it's not helpful to think about but whenever those thoughts come i have to make a conscious choice to open my hand like I was saying, to not grasp that so tightly, but to choose to open it. And to go back to teaching, I think what that what that would be is, you know, if you're holding on to your desire for a certain job or a certain class or a certain grade or a certain teaching situation or a certain whatever, to just open that, choose to open that hand and say, God, I still really want this, but I'm not grasping it tightly. I'm choosing to let you decide and I'm choosing to want what you want, even if my emotions are not in line with that. I, I hope that makes sense a little bit. Um, so number one, identifying them for what they are idols. Number two, consciously choose to no longer allow them be idols. And that goes back to kind of which test you're failing and then, you know, go back and make the right choice there. And then number three, choose to find fulfillment and joy in Christ. Remember, the whole problem with idols is that they replace the role Christ is supposed to take. He is supposed to be our fulfillment, our joy, our passion, and our strength. So when we allow him to fulfill his rightful roles, our need for our idols quickly diminishes. It doesn't mean we don't value these things or that they're not an important part of our life, but this is the great thing. When we choose to find our fulfillment and joy in Christ, Everything else is back in its proper perspective. We can face the ups and downs of teaching with joy and peace because that's not where our identity is. We can face challenges and fears and difficulties and and we are secure in our identity. We are secure in our relationship. We, our fulfillment and joy is there despite what's happening around us. And it makes us, this might sound counterintuitive, but it makes us better teachers. It makes us better parents, better friends, better spouses, because we've found our fulfillment in Christ and our role that he has given us to do is now in its proper place. And and all those negative emotions um, are much Our emotions, like I said, remember I said about the emotions, the emotions catch up with this. And when our emotions catch up, then everything, like I said, everything's in its rightful place. We're not, the roller coaster is not so, it's still, there's still a roller coaster, but it's more like those little hills at the end rather than those huge ones in the beginning um, because our emotions are anchored in this truth that our fulfillment is in Christ. Okay, we've talked about a lot today, and I know it's been a little bit of a heavier episode. But I, ho- I hope it's find it helpful. I hope it's something that you can think about and mull over, especially if some of these things resonated with you. Some of you, this, this is, this isn't. It's not a problem for you. You probably have other idols, um, but if teaching is your idol. Um, then definitely think about this. If teaching's not your idol, then ask yourself, what is? You know, what, what does answer those questions? What am I finding my identity in? What is it that I'm holding on to? Um, and is there something I'm desiring with all my heart? I want to share one other cool video and song with you, but let's pray first and then I'll share that with you. Father, thank you so much for your great goodness and grace towards us. And I pray for each teacher listening to this right now. Thank you, Thank you for showing me this idol in my heart. And I pray that you'll continue to reveal idols to me. And I pray that you'll reveal idols to these teachers that are listening. I pray that you will show them your truth. Show them that you are all they need. Show them the place, the important place that teaching has in their lives, but the proper place that teaching has in their lives. And just, I pray that they will, if teaching has become an idol, that you will help them um, by your spirit to root it out and to put yourself on the throne, and that they will be able to enjoy teaching to its fullest uh, because of that, because you are in the rightful place. Give grace and strength for this week, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Before we go, I wanted to share the song that I mentioned before. It's a song by Jimmy Needham called Clear the Stage, and it is absolutely Phenomenal! It talks about these exact things, and it really just encompasses it so well. I could rave on and on about it, but I won't waste your time. I really want you to go over and check it out. I embedded it in the post at teachfortheheart.com slash idol, I-D-O-L, and you can check it out there. Um, you definitely, if, if this is something that's resonating with you, you will find that song helpful. I listen to it all the time, and I still find it super convicting, and super helpful. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Once again, you can also get that book, Counterfeit Gods, over at teachfortheheart.com slash idol. Hope you guys have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.